Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have Bizdira, Kit, and Fleek. Last week, the party waded into battle, leading armies of undead against an elemental incursion on the eastern island. Flick made excellent use of tar zombie cannonballs and hand clumps. All right. <laughs> and Kit blew the elementals away with darkness grenades and a series of high-level thunder waves. Bizdira fared very well at first with her army of ghouls and ghoul steeds, but eventually an enormous elemental worm got the upper hand and split her army in two. Stuck fighting with two armored earth elementals by herself, she's holding her own, but who knows how long she can keep it up. Will she survive long enough for Flick and Kit to come lend a hand? Or will the elemental's power be too much for her? And what the heck is Fiona up to that's so important that she can't come out and help? Seriously. Let's find out. That's, hey, y'all. You know what? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Can we yeah, jump right? over to Fiona first? Yeah. No. Yeah, didn't we leave on like a little cliffhanger last time of like, there was like a spark of something and... In... You remember that, huh? Yeah, there was a, a little spark. But none of the three of your characters saw that, so... Ah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> dramatic irony? Me. Wait, is it dramatic that irony? That sounds right. Yeah, sure. I think so. <laughs> or the audience knows, but we don't. I made a reference to pathetic fallacy the other day, and the person I was with had never heard of it before and made me feel like I, I had imagined a portion of my education. Oh, right. Does that term ring a bell to any of you? No. <laughs> uh, Not really, I think. Okay. I definitely did just Google it because since none of you have heard of it, I really feel like I am inventing things that don't exist. But according to Google, I am correct. And pathetic fallacy is the attribution of human feelings and responses to inanimate things or animals or in the way that I usually use it to the weather. That like, you know, when I'm having a bad day, of course it's raining. What perfect pathetic fallacy? The rain has the same mood that I do. I don't actually know that that's exactly accurate, but at least I know it's a real phrase. Where would you have learned that? In like English class? or something? Yeah, like in English class in high school or something. I I just fallacy. Maybe we did and it was something that I just kind of dumped. I feel like they just really simplified it down to personification in my English classes. We didn't go there. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, actually. As I read that definition, I was like, oh, actually, that isn't exactly what I thought it was. I thought it was specifically like natural events Mm. mirroring the mood of the character, like the focused Mm. character. So, like, when they are sad, pathetic fallacy is when then it also is raining, right? That adds to the... Yeah, that sounds like something I But Google says that's not what it is, so I don't know anymore. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, Well, Google's not always right, This has been your grammar lesson for the day, I guess. Also kind of seasonal affected disorder or something like that. (laughs) Seasonal, I don't know. Sad. I know it's sad. I know that's the... (laughs) I don't know how we got here, but we've jumped the shark and I love it. (laughs) It's what I do. Come on. Taryn's not here to do that, so I have to. (laughs) Right. Yeah, somebody's got to. Well, thankfully, last time you jumped the worm. Cause you like, uh, oh, you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> is that a, is that a segue? Are we, are we it, going? Yeah. Alex is all about the segues this I'm this really, month, I'm really gunning this for This year. It. You're just like, this... I'm on segue duty this year. Yeah. That's I'm on is. segue duty. <laughs> Do you ride a segue though? Yes. While you're should. on segue yes. duty. Yes. He should. <laughs> I mean, his broom is basically a segue. It's a fantasy oh, segue. No, 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 no. His broom is only a fantasy segue if he rides it with the broom in the vertical position, like standing on the top of the bristles and holding but, onto it like a joystick. 
Who's to say he doesn't? Uh, the fan art. But wouldn't it be cool if they had the handles that like came up? <laughs> like there was like, you know what I mean? Like it, you could store it yeah, that way. You I, could, it was foldable. I think you've got to find an artificer to upgrade this flying broom. So I do believe that Flick has tried to ride this broom in every single way possible when bored. I don't because we've had know that. time to travel <laughs> and he's had this broom and it just, it feels like something very Flick, Flick-like. Well, Flick's a witch, so. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I think, are you, you a know, witch? Uh, are, you a, are you a witch? I think in some ways he kind of is because I think me as a player, Alex, a always witch? dreamt of being a witch. Uh, and so I think this saying. is like me exploring mm-hmm. some of that like inner child, <laughs> you know. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, right. do well, we want to play? Flick <laughs> is standing on his broom and we're segueing the shit out of it. Let's go! Yay! Is he surfing on his broom? Yes. I've done that before for sure. Oh, yeah. May I? <laughs> yes, go, go ahead. <laughs> I just don't think that Flick would have no. the right <laughs> to still surf on the broom. <laughs> what do you mean? Don't I'm pretty dexterous. Don't you just dexterous. score? <laughs> Bazira could definitely, definitely do it, but I, yeah, I don't know about you. What? Uh, should I make a check? <laughs> you this, make all a check. of this. Okay, I'm not here for this low confidence right now in my character. I'll take athletics or acrobatics, please. <laughs> you will, will you? Oh, yes, I will. <laughs> Does our DM have something to... Oh, no, I have nothing to say. You all have taken over, and that's fine, I I guess. Well, okay, what was the what was the role? What were the options? It's acrobatics or athletics, and I'm going to say it's a DC 18 to surf on your broom, because it's narrow, you know? Okay, I'm choosing acrobatics. Here we go. Oh, yeah! That's a 19 on the die, so that's 22. <laughs> you know what? It's not super graceful, but you're moving through it, and you start singing the Beach Boys. It's fantastic. Calabunga, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, DM, go ahead. <laughs> She's ready to get with, it back With now. what? I've passed off the, the DM responsibilities for the rest of the campaign, it seems. Oh, great. So, uh, business no, 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 no. Why did I say that? <laughs> business no, 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 no. health. No, Everything no, no, no. is dead and we've beaten the beast already. We win. <laughs> Yay. Congrats. All right. All right. So, we uh, we begin with Bizdira on the battlefield uh, between two armored earth elementals that just pummeled the shit out of you. Kit and Flick, you two are headed towards uh, where Bizdira's sort of battle quadrant was, and you'll get there when you get there, but you two had met up at the center of the city, so it'll take a couple of rounds. Bizdira, also the remainder of your undead army is coming to the rescue, but they're at least two rounds away at the moment because they were busy taking down the worm and the remainder of the regular earth elementals. They're um, not also, very there quick. are. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, and there are fewer of them than you started with, for sure. Several of them were either swallowed by or crushed under the bulk of that worm. But it is your turn, and you are in melee range with these armored earth elementals. So I would like to remind you that one of them is stunned, correct? Now, you do keep saying that, because funny enough, as I went back and checked last episode, uh, you also said that then, and I also corrected you then to say, yes, they were, until the start of your turn, which is, uh, or until the end of your last... It's the end, but it was the end of your last turn, and they were not stunned this past round. That was two rounds ago. Son of a bitch. Okay, that's fine. Well, here's what's gonna happen. She will then use a key point to disengage. Okay, yep. Mm -hmm. She's going to run a hundred feet towards her army. Okay. And then she's going to turn around and use my action to cast a searing sunburst on the two guys. All right. 21 for the first one. Fuck you. 
and nine for the second. You're cool. All right. And so no, I think he's quite radiant and hot at the moment. He's quite radiant, so he's going to take two d six, and because I still have my radiant consumption on, oh, right. he will also take twelve points of radiant damage from that, plus an extra four points of radiant damage, so sixteen points of radiant damage. All right. So you ran 100 feet, which definitely puts you out of their melee range uh, mm-hmm. and much closer to your undead army and your friends, although 100 feet out of the ways that they've got to go probably is less significant. But these two... now And, and you have reason to believe that these elementals are the same ones that attacked you all in the woods. So this is not the first time that you have taken off at 100 feet, 100 foot pace <laughs> and just, like, run away from these. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're elementals. They don't have, like feelings, but but if they did, they'd be well annoyed at this trick again <laughs> and start heading your way. Um, unfortunately, well, uh, not unfortunately, I guess, uh, but they do find plenty of rocks and boulders and pieces of their destroyed elemental brethren to pick up and huck at you uh, along the way. They are going to move as much as they can, and they will still have disadvantage on their, their boulder throws. Uh, but they are both going to chuck boulders at you. Does a 19 hit you? Yes. But I'll bet a 12 doesn't. 12 doesn't, and I would like to deflect missiles, please. Yeah, absolutely. So it's 26 bludgeoning damage as the uh, as this enormous boulder smacks you in the chest, and you roll out to reduce it by... 22 points, so that'll ah, so I'll you take, take four. four. <laughs> yes. You take four. So you really just roll with the boulder. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, you sort of get your arms around it, and it looks like maybe you're going to grab it to swing it and hurl it back at them and use its own momentum, but you can't quite get a good it grip on it. It, is a, nail. it is a big It breaks boulder. the nail as I try to grab it, and I'm like, ow. You are more than welcome to make my, fun of my four <laughs> points of damage. Just wait until they... Well, anyway. Mm-hmm. <gasps> until what? They get close enough to punch me? Oh. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, You're poking the dragon today. I'm feisty today. I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, they have hurled this boulder. Uh, your army approaches you. Kit and, and Flick are head flying your way. Dashing, changing dashing. positions on the broom every six seconds. And, uh, Bazira, it's back to your turn. Great. So she's going to move an extra 50 feet back. Okay. Or in a direction away. Mm-hmm. She's going to send off another Searing Sunburst. Okay. 16 to save. 14 to save. Uh, okay, so they both got 16, so they both saved. And she's going to say, well, that sucks. And she's going to use her bonus action this round to oh, turn okay. off her radiant consumption. Okay, yeah, because you you've you been taking six damage hurt. around. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Ow. All right. They are, you know, it, it, it's sort of this, right, like, unstoppable, uh, just, like, movement forward, right? Like, you keep getting further. They don't get any faster. They just keep on coming. So they make it to within 90 feet of you. It, uh, make an insight check, Bizdira. Uh That is a five. <laughs> Okay, so they're they're coming for you, and they pick up some boulders, and they're throwing them your way. That one's a 12 to hit, so that misses. Ooh, and that one's a dirty 20 to hit with disadvantage, so that'll do. That one is 32 points of bludgeoning damage. Minus... 
because deflect missiles, that's minus 25. So seven damage, as again, you you roll with it. This time you don't really, you know, you don't quite get a a grip to throw it back at all, but you do roll with it and it sort of just scrapes you. Um, And they are now 90 feet out from you. Do I have any sense of how far they can throw based on these throws? Well, that was what your inside check was for. (laughs) So no idea. They can throw to the ends of the earth. Exactly right. <laughs> You'll be able to make a check later uh, at the end of this, at the end of your next turn. Um, so you are probably now within uh, movement range of the rest of your army mm-hmm. on this turn. It is your turn. Um, and Flick and Kit, who have been dashing on the brooms 100 feet around, are probably two rounds out from you at this point. Okay. Um, so she's going to, again, do the same thing. She's going to move into her army further. Okay. And she's going to get 150 feet away from them and then cast her Searing Sunburst. All right. Con saves coming up. 16 mm-hmm. and 21. Son of a bitch. She's getting pissed off. It's a great move against not Earth Elementals that have good con. <laughs> okay. All right. They continue to move forward, but this time you see they ignore the boulders and they do move a little bit faster and they dash and make it up to within 90 of you this time. The rest of your ghoul army now, it's sort of, there is a, a sense of sort of quiet about this portion of the battle. The two armored earth elementals are plodding, heavy footsteps racing for you. The army of ghouls at the moment is just this group Uh, And you occasionally hear sort of like the slavering uh, wagging of their tongues and their heavy (laughs) breathing. But otherwise, they are silent and still waiting for your order, Bizdira. She's just going to like facepalm and be like, kill the elementals. Hilarious. Uh, And there is a great wet cheer that rises up amongst your ghoul army and the cavalry is all there. uh, And they race forward. Uh, They are also 90 feet out, so they are not going to reach uh, the elementals, but they will be within uh, those that have have ranged weapons will be within archery range, and so they will begin to pepper these elementals with arrows, which, you know, uh, you've seen before. Like, not the most effective, but numbers make a difference, Mm -hmm. though your numbers are slightly reduced now. What are you doing on your next turn, Bizdira? Uh, Same. I'm going to stay 150 feet away from them and continue to Searing Sunburst. All right. 16 for one and a six for the other. Oh, good. And that is seven points of radiant damage on that one. All right. At this point, Kit and Flick, you all uh, have probably seen a little ways back at this point because you're up in the air. You can see what's happening. But you finally spot at this point the source of the big flaming radiant balls that keep getting hucked down the battlefield uh, and you spot Vizdira at this point sort of at the back of her ghoul army. They have all raced forward, she's moved back. So there is a a sizable, though not as big as she started with, uh, ghoul army between her and the two elementals. Uh, And you are within a move, so you can act this round. I am going to assist as much as I can. Those elementals... Can I get them with a shatter? 60 feet? Yeah. Okay. 60 feet range, I think you could. How many could I hit with a 10 foot? You can hit, there's only two of them, so you can get both of them. You're definitely going to smash some undead too, but as we have <laughs> seen in the past, that doesn't seem to stop you all. I think they're a little disposable. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. Uh, so that is a con save for them. That is a 16 and a 19. The 19 saves, but the 16 does not. So the 16 right. takes 21 thunder damage. 
Gotcha. And the other one will take half of that, so take ten. Yeah, they're starting to crack. They're starting to crack under the pressure, and you know now go. the ghouls are be are gonna reach them soon. Kit, what are you up to? I would like to cast call lightning. Um, I think it would be a nice moment of pathetic fallacy if it also started raining so I could get that extra uh, D10 of, um, you know, damage. Uh, You can have inspiration. You cannot have rain, but I like it because you use the word. (laughs) Well, I cannot have inspiration because I already have it. (laughs) Can she just get an attack with uh, advantage for this? Or is it well, but it's a it, it's a saving throw. <laughs> yeah, can they get disadvantage? <laughs> no, damn it. <laughs> Try. Yeah, call lightning, no. and you can smack right down in between the middle of them uh, yes. to get them both. So this is deck saves, right? Correct. Yeah, that this they're less good at. Thunder, lightning. A twelve does not save. And a crit fail. That definitely doesn't save. Huzzah! Now let's see how well I can roll. Medium. Okay. <laughs> That's medium. Uh, I love it. Fifteen. It's it's medium exactly. Fifteen points of lightning yes. damage. Yes. All right. Uh, so the two of you have taken your turn. Yeah. One of the elementals in particular, like an arm, just fell off with the lightning strike. Like it's not doing well. Um, the they are going to continue forward, uh, but they're only going to come thirty feet, and then they're going to huck boulders into. Actually, one of them with the one that only has one arm now, because lightning sheared off its other one, sort of literally bowls. Uh, a giant boulder at the undead army that is racing for it, and you just see Imperial ghouls, like, go sprawling to both sides as this pretty sizable, like, five or six foot tall boulder, like, just goes rolling down through the line. Um, the other one is it has both arms and is able to pick up and chuck a boulder that smashes uh, and crushes some of the army, but there are enough of them that they just keep coming. And at this point, the two forces have met in melee combat, so the undead begin to attack and are able to take down the one-armed one uh, with their attacks. Uh, The ghouls and the cavalry, the ghoul steeds, are able to take that one down. One remains surrounded by undead. Bizdira, it is your turn. Alright, you know what? Just for shits and giggles, this is what I'm going to do. So I'm going to run up. I'm going to get within 15 feet. I'm going to use, what is it, two key points, I believe, to cast Burning Hands on the fucker. Oh, alright. And that is a deck save. Seven. Oh, good. Eight. Is he dead yet? No. Can I move back? <laughs> Even if it's five feet, I'll move. Oh, then yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't care. I don't need to go like fifty feet back. I just need to move without me- out of melee range. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you step back. Uh, you you. Put your thumbs together and a spread of radiant fire comes blasting from your fingers, uh, absolutely scorching the ever-living fuck out of some of the undead, but also making char marks and cracks on this remaining elemental. It is uh, Flick and Kit's turns. I guess I'm going to attack again? Another lightning bolt. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, okay, absolutely. What's your attack, Flick? Uh, Shatter. More thunder damage. Yeah, you you and and since Bizdira did move back, you all have an easy enough time aiming these to make them work. So let's see. The con save for Shatter is a 19. The deck save for Call Lightning is a natural 20. Save. This elemental really wants to make it, but it'll take half damage on both of these. Half for mine would be uh, 8. And half for mine is 
five. <laughs> so Kit calls down lightning and it strikes, and you don't know if the retort of thunder is from the lightning or from flick spell that immediately follows it up. This is literally a a like Sturm and Drang attack the two of you with lightning and thunder, and when the light clears, there are only pieces remaining of the elemental. Still glowing slightly from Bizdira's radiant fire. At this point, Bizdir is going to just sit down. <laughs> and like, as she sits down, she's going to click her boots off. Uh, as you sit down, so too does the what remains of your ghoul army. They just like sit down cross-legged just like you and like await orders. <laughs> it's really them. weird. And again, it's she really weird. Face palms and you just hear a bunch of... Like, as they slap themselves on their tongue. Yes! I love that that because it's funny, and also because that sound was horrific. You're welcome. God. Yes. Uh, So funny. Yeah, they would get, like, tangled up in their tongues. They're so long. Like, then they, like, sit on their tongue. Um, I'm gonna cut this conversation off, and Kip points at Bizdira and says, uh, let's go to her. She looks like she needs some help. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, so... Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be momentous if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We also want to remind everyone about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dnd last refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, which you probably already know all about. Also, do remember that if that's not enough, you are also supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere through our Patreon at Forward program. So yeah, come check it out. Right now, I do want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for their incredible support. Thank you so much to our Heralds of Denier, Shimigengat, Tanya, and Arc, and to our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Harmony Bat. Since this is the last episode in April, we also want to thank our Shimmer Scale council members this week. Thank you to Nat Rose, Tony A. Ellis, Lucas Hokum, Steffi Bernard, River Daniel, Stephen Mosley, Verpio, Kin, Sam Ellis, Rob Murphy, Kelsey G, Jay Sprig, Gordon Ross, Sam Rodman, Jabari Bunch, Tanya C. DePaz, Adam Mando Wookie, Avari Roman, Shane, Sophia, Lavender Kazi, and Casual Pops. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to Patreon. Patreon.com slash DND Last Refuge and become a patron today. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, it's an awesome game and you should play it. We give you free loot for the game every single week and now the entire cast of a familiar quest is available in the game. So you can play with my character Pest and Mugen the Death Dog Fighter, Gale the Barbarian Rat, and Squiddle the Gnome Squiddling Wizard. Follow at Idle Champions on Twitter and grab that Electrum Chess code from the episode notes. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. 
We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media media. All right. I think that's all the announcements I've got for you this week. Stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can. And happy gaming, y'all. All right. So last we left you all, you had helped Bizdira and her ghoul army defeat the last of the elementals in that quadrant. And uh, yeah, you all took a moment with Bizdira afterwards, healed her up a little because she was in rough shape, Mm -hmm. headed back for the center of the city to see, well, if Fiona's ready to deal with you all or what. Uh, So there you stand. The generals have come with you, uh, though they have not said anything on the whole trip. The rest of the undead army have dispersed to go back to take up their defensive positions. And you stand there, uh, back in the center, completely unchanged. We know at the end of last week's episode there was a little something that happened up here, but by the time you all make it back, there's no indication of anything going on in there, uh, other than that it's still closed up at the moment. Are the generals with us? Did you say that already? Yeah, the generals came with you and have taken up position sort of surrounding the the node building um, like they were when you all first arrived. So they still won't let us in if, like, if I asked, if I said, now can we see what they're doing? They don't. So if you ask Flick, uh, one of them, the, the ghoul one, um, will go over and pound on the door. Perfect. And there are, there's like a long moment of silence and a, and a face that looks remarkably similar but sort of spectral uh, to Fiona appears sort of in, on the door, in the door, out of the door. It's just sort of there and and begins to speak. And in Fiona's voice, this image of, uh, well, Fiona tells you that she's still working, but she knows why you've come and she has arranged for something helpful to be waiting by the shoreline, by the beach, where you all are already planning to do this ambush, I think. And she she seems to indicate in the message that, you know, ambush, whatever it is you all have planned, great. She has something helpful that will be waiting for you. And once the message has completed, it begins again and repeats <laughs> two more times uh, while you all are standing there. And it's just that's just going to happen in the background. So you all are free to do what you want. But that message can is going to repeat two more times. Can I ask the general to uh, just bang on the door again, see if it stops? <laughs> uh, yeah, the general bangs on the door again and it restarts over. And oh, now God. it's going to do it three more times. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Great. I'm ready for sleep. And I'm ready for ambush, and I had an idea. Okay. An idea? Well, so let me just check in real quick, because that was a lot of things that we've done. So uh, you you all have had a day, right? This whole army campaign has taken the rest of the day. So you can feel free to long rest. I am curious sort of where. (laughs) Uh, Well, tiny hut anywhere, really. Like, we're pretty... Oh, sure, tiny tiny hut. hut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. No problem. Nobody bothers you. 
Presumably you're staying within the city limits, yeah? Mm -hmm. I would say right next door to where we are now. (laughs) Just like right right here out front. We're just going to take the the generals are here. I don't. Yeah. Hilarious. So yeah, all night, I mean, you all can see out of the hut, so all night undead are, like, coming, crisscrossing through this space. It's, you know, you all can feel about that however you want. Um, but nothing bothers you at all. Nothing ever approaches. You know, you are obviously in a in a safe zone. So yeah, you all can long rest. Yay. Now, I think Bizdira has a plan. I, well, I had an idea ah. for ambush-wise. So, um, I want to, like, as... I'm sure that we spent the night, like, talking about, like, what we did and how everything oh, went. Totally. And obviously everybody had to come, you know, rescue me. Because I'm like, worm. <laughs> Fucking worm. Worm. Yeah. Um, but as Flick talks about his, um, what were we calling it? His horde of hands or something? Hand clumps. Oh, hand clumps. Hand clumps. Yeah. Hand clumps. Bizdir is going to say, oh, we need some of those. We need some of those, and we need to bury them in the sand and have them hiding around so that the second she gets out, she just is covered in hand clumps, and maybe we can have them, like, whatever you do, like, get all over her distractor, but also try to fucking take the amulet. I think that is, like, a landmine system of Mm -hmm. hand clumps. hand clumps. Bizdira, I, think, I this also is love good. this because you're giving as good as you all got when you landed on yes. that. That's exactly right. <laughs> on the fucking yes. skeletons and the bones. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah, mm-hmm. Death Island. Let's do it. Uh, to Death Island. I love it. Yeah, and then we can have like, you know, whatever's left over of my guys since they're really good at just waiting for orders. <laughs> just have them like yeah. in the tree line waiting to go. Sure, sure. And so we just throw everything at her. Uh and I think if we can bring all these guys with us, let's bring some of those little shadow suckers to That's suck away her too. strength. Yes. But- yes. I want all of these yeah. things. I mean, I, I will say, you know, you all can, this is great planning and, you know, you, you, when you're ready to execute it, you know, you're interfacing with the generals. You you certainly can't have the size forces that you had defending no, the city because no, no. they need to be here. But yeah, you can absolutely take small groups of any of the, the undead that you all used in yesterday's battles. I think absolutely. the most that we want is the hand clumps. Besides that, we'll take like a... Like hand clumps and two, shadows. It two or three like. shadows, and then like oh, and I some see. half a dozen mm-hmm. like random zombie ghouls that we can throw as cannon fodder if need be. But like, yeah, I don't think we need like an army. What if we? What if we roll the catapults? <laughs> we roll the catapult all the way there. Oh, I think it would like, uh, have to that could take a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming that we're we're sorkening this plan and heading. For, are you tr- you're treeing to the beach? Are you all walking? Because it was a couple of days. Yeah, I feel like it would be good to take a tree, assuming we can bring our buddies along with us. Yeah, we have quite the bus full. So I, I think you can, but I do think that is going to also limit yeah. how many you can bring with you. Obviously the hand clumps, can, like, can we just, they're, like, they're wear anyway, the so hand clumps through the tree? God, <laughs> no, no. Kid God, I'm not letting them wear touch you. No. I would yeah. be okay with that. Uh, horrible. Um, just so, so but yeah, you can holding. totally take it. There you go. No, <laughs> they're not go. going into my back of holding. They Absolutely don't need to breathe. They come out wearing pounds of hands. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hilarious. 
so yeah, so you can take a tree down there, absolutely. Uh, is that which is that where we're headed now to set this up? I think so. I think so. All right, so Kit, you pick a tree, uh, you open it up, and again, just like with the city, you know, the tree line is a little ways from the beach, but but an easy walk. And let's talk through your prep setup for this ambush. Okay, so you have, well, the hands we know, they're getting buried all over the beach, in certain places on the beach. I think in like a long, the longest row that we can make, like a down the beach. No, just okay. to like get her. And how close to the to the actual water? Like how like how far? But how much beach is there before the hand clumps? I would say I would midway. Think, yeah, I would say a little bit so that she doesn't okay. just run so back to the boat. Like we want to sure, be able to, sure, 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 to sure, sure, catch sure. her down and okay. give her a sense well, of like nothing's going to actually happen to her. Mm-hmm. Like give her a sense of safety before something happens. You know. Okay, Kit, you have a thought? Well, the point about going back to the boat is a good one. I'm wondering if we should maybe make two rows, but the first row of hands doesn't g- come until, you know, she walks oh. past Should them. we have a row in the water to actually, like, push the boat out? I, I do want to bring up one small detail, which is that these are, in fact, clumps of severed hands mm-hmm. And so complex instructions may be a That's bit much. <laughs> now, I'm not saying I'm not saying there can't be instructions, right? Because as we've seen, Flick has given the hand clumps, you know, instructions in battle. But but if we're talking about like, you know, you're gonna hold on to it for the second time you feel it, and you're gonna hold on to it for this long and keep it from like that's a bit much. Okay. Then I let's just go with the first idea then. I feel like it all makes sense. <laughs> okay. Do we have ranged fire? Like ranged fire spells? Well, yeah. I did want to bring a catapult yes. with my Targuls, but someone well, said I no. <laughs> I mean, what is your idea? My idea because depending- is to when the hand clumps come out to destroy the boat so that she's stuck. Okay, so if we if we assume we had this conversation last night in the hut, mm-hmm. I also, I could have prepared, I think I have a spell that I've never used before. Yes, it's flame arrows. So I could turn Flick's uh, quiver of arrows into flaming arrows. That oh, he could that's good. Send off. Happy to I do like that. that. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. I can uh, also give some extra like oomph to those arrows too with spells and such. So, so that actually would be great. Yeah, and I mean, I'm. I think I'm fast enough that when the hands start attacking, I can run up and try to stun her. And as long as she doesn't have her armor on, I can get there, punch her. And maybe if you have like a precog or tug the tapestry or something, you can make her fail. I don't know. What is your range on those? Well, yeah, that, let me ask that. That brings up a good question, which is where are you all and the shadows and other undead that you, that are not hands, where are you all hiding? Could we maybe like create a dune and hide behind maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Yeah. if you all like go first thing in the morning, you've got time to restructure the beach. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I'm cool with that. That's fun. Yeah. Maybe a couple if we have time. Maybe a couple of dunes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a couple of dunes. Otherwise, you're all in one place yeah, and it could like go poorly. Now we could have like three different dunes where we each have our own. Like I could have like a couple ghouls, and Kate could have some of her shadows, yeah. and mm-hmm. Flick that could have great. some more hands if need be. But then we're kind of spread <laughs> out. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. I love that. Uh, so we've got the flame arrows prepared. We have your all's hiding spaces. We have the the hand clump landmines. The only thing that I might suggest, Bizdira, is maybe the shadows should go out with you, and they can ah. provide extra support to immediately okay. hit her with the strength drain. The strength well, drain. Well, yeah, then if you want my ghouls, you can have my ghouls, and I'll have your shadows. Or you could just I, keep I, them all. Is I the face that gets I making? Could, <laughs> I, I could have an extra big dune to have all of them all I next, next to me. I don't want them. 
Um, and I mean, I think it goes without saying that the second she hits land, the boots are on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Of course. Okay. Do we feel prepared? I think, I think so. so. I guess. <laughs> you all set up and you wait. And you wait. And you wait. And like... At first, it's the waiting is not so bad because you're building the dunes and everything, but it's a little past midday at this point, and I mean, at least so far, nothing has happened. Uh, when we're just sitting around and nothing's happening, I I will cast a scrying and see if we're wasting our time here today. <laughs> yep, I love it, I love it. It is a wisdom save, and what's the modifier when you do it with the picture? What did we decide? I think we decided it was just a minus one? That's what I thought. Okay, all right, so here comes a wisdom save. It's a, it's a 19. Oh, no. Unfortunately, today that will do it. It's the first time she's managed to pass this save, and of course it's the one where you all are waiting. Okay, so the spell fails, and so you you don't know. So what's the plan? Can you cast Scrying again? <laughs> I mean, I can cast it again, but if I do, you two have to not die because I can't won't be able to cast reincarnate if I use my second fifth level spell. Mm. Let me have perception checks from everybody. No passive on this one. She's behind us, isn't she? (laughs) She's been behind you the the whole whole time. time. Kit, what'd you get? Mm, A 10. Okay. Uh, Flick, what'd you get? 25. 25. Okay. And Bizdira, what'd you get? 14. 14. Kit, as you all have come back together and are talking about it, and do we want to scry again? We need to know when she's going to hear, blah, blah, blah. You, you just, there's like the, the waves, the, the soft lapping of the waves has been fairly continuous. Uh, and something sort of breaks the continuity of the sound of waves. And you look over and you don't see anything at first. There's no boat on the horizon. There's no, you know, little dinghy. A boat is generous for what you all saw her in, but nothing. And then something on the waterline catches your eye, and then you see it. Walking out of the water, clad in the armor, walks a figure just walking out of the water, no boat in sight, walking as if she has been traveling on the ocean floor to get here. And she begins to walk up the beach, and you all clock, and she passes the first, you know, the the backside row of, of hand clump mines, and she's just about to approach the front line, and she stops. And then all of a sudden, she is gone. Disappeared. And a few moments later, from behind you, you hear... <laughs> and Bria! <gasps> What? And you turn around <laughs> and you watch as the sister, suddenly the illusion drops and Bria stands on the beach behind you all, smiling, holding up the earth key. What the fuck? What the heck? <laughs> Wait. We spent so much time planning and everything is great. <laughs> and we had so, I was so excited for the hands. God damn. Wow. I'm, I'm mad. Hey guys. <laughs> So nice to see you. <laughs> Hello. Look who's back. Uh, I'm just in shock. That's hey, all. I just, I'm so surprised. How's that turtle? You took my joke from me, you asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
You've done that to me before. You've taken my joke many a time. I was so prepared to introduce you to my turtle husband and baby. Ah, uh, she's back. We got her back. <gasps> Welcome I, back. Hey. She's oh my back. gosh. Can't, hold on. I feel like I need to roll something because I don't trust it. <laughs> Not even that. I guess it would be it. Insight? Sure. All right, this is 17. I mean, this definitely feels like a thing Bria would do, so if it's not Bria, it's a damn good impression. After, after our shock and Bizdira's upsetness that we didn't get to use our hand clubs, I, <laughs> Kit, Kit runs up to Bria and engulfs her in a hug. Oh, God, thank you. Same. <laughs> Puppy pile. Puppy pile on the beach. Aw, on the beach. Pile. With a bunch you of undead that the hands are there and they yeah. attack you. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what have you... Okay, so tell us what you've been up to. Wait, where's Sniv? Yeah, where's Sniv? Uh, Sniv is Sniv and the uh, submarine are out in the water oh. near nearby. Right? She did with she, the turtle. With the turtle. Yeah. <laughs> I, we'll see about the turtle. But yeah, Sniv and the submarine are out a little ways, close enough that that Bria was able to fairly quickly, you know, do the do the walk through the water without dying. And if anyone wants to know what I've been up to, just uh, keep listening and stay tuned. Yeah. So, so you all have uh, you you spend, I imagine, uh, now that you have what you came to the Eastern Island for, you spend the remainder of the evening catching up on the adventures of Bria and Sniv. That evening, Bria tells you all about her undersea adventures, and uh, listeners, you should uh, you should look forward to hearing those too sometime soon. I just have to know, is that where we're going to find out how she knew we needed the key? How yes. she got the key? All yes. these things. Yes. And I should save my questions. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. all of that will be answered in those episodes. Uh, but right now, I do want to know... Now you have to wait. <laughs> Bria, I, I want to know one thing that yeah. particularly stands out that you tell your friends about uh, tonight. Oh, um, I have... I pull out a new bag of holding <laughs> that has the symbol the last refuge symbols on it, um, embroidered in gold. And um, I pull this out, and inside of it are 27 magic items. <laughs> They're all those cleaning stones, though. 27 <laughs> cleaning stones. stones. And one of them that is-, is a true detail about what Bria has been up to since she left you all there on the Northern go. Island. She's been making cleaning stones. <laughs> she has 27 cleaning <laughs> stones. She does also have, apparently, a new bag of holding. Uh, nice. But beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's it amazing. contains 27 cleaning stones. Put more hands in there. <laughs> so now, can can you come back with us? Where Can you come? Where are you going now? Are you, you are you here are you to stay here? with us now? <laughs> so so that's a good question. Um, and that depends entirely upon what you all want to do next. What do you all want to do next? <laughs> I mean, we have the key, which is what we came here for. We, we need the key. You the key. The question is, would the key would that armor completely destroy my decks? It is heavy armor, so you would not be able to do any of your monk abilities or add your dex modifier or your wisdom modifier to your armor class. Like it would totally change everything. Then I'm not going to fight to have it. Great. So, do we need to talk to the underground people or Fiona or should we go to the northern island and find the water key? Is that the right one? Yeah, or the southern island. That one's going to be more of a walk in the park. I'd rather tick off the harder ones first. Something harder? Yeah. Bria's like, I just got back to you and now you want me to go back north. <laughs> How dare you? I'm going through a tree. Well, <laughs> I'm going through a tree. Yeah. Going through a tree. Um, 
I we had told the Robert of that island to be searching for if it was in the Arcanium mm-hmm. to be looking mm-hmm. for it um, or to be looking for any of the keys that were in the Arcanium. So maybe it's already been located that would be for nice. us. And we just have Question? to go get it, like retrieve mm-hmm. it. Maybe fight some demons. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'll take that one, please. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> north for two hundred, Alex. Yeah, that's my thought process. After we all sleep in a puppy pile in a tiny hut. You just it's slept. morning. <laughs> yeah. You, it's, well, now it is. Sarah had a really long day yesterday. It's mid-afternoon too. You all waited a long time for Bria to show up. Do we have another tree spell to travel back to the town, the city? Not today. Uh-oh. No, we have to go to bed first. <laughs> okay. So we're staying here. We're not traveling with this ar- small army of undead. Back. For what it is worth, Bria, uh, you know that if you want to, uh, it's it's entirely up to you. You, uh, but if you would like to rejoin the party uh, as they head north, since that's what it sounds like we're doing next, um, that's fine. Sniv can make can take the submarine back to the southern island, and you know that Sniv will have an escort to make sure that he's okay. I'm not telling you, Taryn, in this moment what that means, but it is a thing that you know from your adventures. Awesome. So excited. Uh-huh. It's the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's your it's the half turtle half Azamar child. Yeah. They grow very quickly. <laughs> they grow very quickly. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so you all can Are Yeah, I mean a, it's been a, a it's been a camp out? long day of waiting, but you can have a little beach a little beach camp out. Can we make s'mores? Yes, I for sure. And what else oh, might you sure. do? Band practice. Band there it practice. Is. Yes. I love an episode that ends on a band practice. Let's have them performance Yay. checks, y'all. We've only got one more. It would be amazing if this was our success one. I didn't pre-test my dice. I was too nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Flick. That is a 14. Kit. A 9. Bizdira. I got a dirty 20. <laughs> Holy shit, that banjo is rocking tonight. Bria? Just a 10. Okay. Fine. I'll use my inspiration on for a band this practice. band practice. <laughs> so I try to give it to you twice an episode, so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And it's even worse. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Kit is too emotionally overwhelmed right. by yeah. Bria's return. That's she right. That's exactly right. can't get it right. together. Are you a wooing or are you singing as an Azamar? Are you a wolf? Oh, that's a good question. I think I'm a wolf and maybe I'm just, like, too distracted and just, just want to, like, snuggle. And so I just keep, like... Like mid note, I'm like, oh, but Bria's here. Time for snugs. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And so with with uh, and that's snugs... why the spoons are a little bit off is because she just keeps like nosing into them. <laughs> exactly yes. right. Exactly right. No one notices though because the banjo is hot tonight on the beach, and we fade out uh, with a really just smoking banjo riff. Sailing out onto the wind. Hey, Lydia, how does that sound? And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out if the party remembers how to play with Bria. (laughs) Bria remembers how to play. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter or Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at d the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. 
As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Vizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. I have Pizdira Kit and Flick. <laughs> Last, <laughs> I don't know why that got me, but it did. Ah. <laughs>